right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and normally I'm not alone. Normally I have someone to talk to, so I don't feel like I'm going crazy and I'm talking to myself. Normally Craig is here, but yes, if you listened to the last episode, you would know that Craig is not doing well. Uh, he's sick uh, for what we know, nothing major or anything, just sick really under the weather. So he unfortunately will not be with us. Uh, also, a quick touch point, if you didn't listen to that last episode, uh, thank you to the uh, people that reached out to me offering to fill in for him. Uh, I didn't really know who to have fill in for him, but also since it was rather late minute, last minute, uh, it could take a while to sometimes set up somebody new. So I just went ahead. I'm knocking these out solo this week, but we'll be looking at probably doing something during the off season on getting uh, guest people to come in for a little while to help with the show. So I uh, want to let you all know with that. We'll go ahead and go right into things. Um, still going to keep up with the whole concept of doing the, hey, did you know? And so I'm going to play you a little something here because we've done movies, movies slash music too, actually. But here, here's some with music I want to do for you. There it is. Okay. Took me a second to get that working. All right. So if you guys don't recognize that, I mean, I imagine a lot of people recognize it, maybe not know exactly what's from, but that is Otis Redding uh, sitting on the dock of the bay. Um, good song. I grew up on stuff like that, basically. But the did you know, did you know aspect of the um, uh, kind of iconic part of that whistling there and everything. Um that was improvised. Uh, Otis Redding forgot what he was supposed to be singing during the outro and was just whistling, and they liked it, and they kept it. So there you go. Little little known fact there. Those are, those are sometimes the best things. I, I love those um, parts where something wasn't planned, and they went with it, they rolled with it, and it turned into something uh, iconic. There are plenty of those to go around and plenty of that we'll probably bring up later and discuss with some other things. But there you go. There's a little did you know. Not only do you get to learn about sports, but you get to be educated as well. Welcome to the Blue Brother Sportscast. Newly improved. No, just kidding. All right. So that is where we sit. And now where we go with things is... College game day coming to your city. Never really liked them saying it like that. Anyways, college game day coming to Ann Arbor for number 15, Wisconsin, uh, facing off against number 12, Michigan. And this is a night game kickoff being at 7.30. And... Let me double check that. Yeah, seven thirty. Always go back back and forth trying to figure out if it's seven thirty or eight thirty. Seven thirty Eastern. Sorry, I always have to remember to put that because we do have listeners all across the country. 
And the uh, total is 49 with Michigan at right now as an eight and a half point favorite. So And there are some uh, wonderful people who have sh- decided to share that Michigan is uh, winless when they uh, under Jim Harbaugh when college game day comes to town. Not to Michigan, but just like when they have games with college game day. So there's that fun fact. Did you know? Um but, yeah, uh, Wisconsin is coming in with one loss. They wound up losing to BYU. Uh, they got upset at home. And that was actually pretty interesting to watch. So I guess I'll begin by sharing my thoughts with that. Um, Wisconsin was not really playing their best game. They were kind of caught off guard. BYU hung in there with them. They were ready uh, it was kind of like a heavyweight fight, um, swapping punches back and forth. And key crucial, there was uh, the Wisconsin kicker missed a field goal, and that was basically what decided the game. But uh, BYU took a very interesting approach. They ran different plays, but they kept running jet sweeps and um, attacking the edge of Wisconsin. And they had this interesting play that they kept essentially kind of running over and over again where the quarterback would get the ball and he could either hand it off to uh, the running back to go basically downfield or there would be the crossing, uh, I think it was a receiver, for the jet sweep or the quarterback could hold on to it and run it or he could hold on to it and pass it. So multiple option play there. And they kept doing it over and over again where they would just switch what they were doing. Uh, they would attack, attack the edge. They would attack the inside. Uh, he would watch the defense, and he would either hold on to the ball or get rid of the ball. Uh, it was relatively effective, and they did a decent job with it. Of course, they would um, mix it up and everything, and uh, they just basically had to hang in there with Wisconsin uh, they got a turnover, which gave them good field position, and they wound up winning, I think. Yeah, because I think the field goal was going to tie it. And, yeah, final was 24-21. to 21. So they needed the field goal to tie it to take it overtime. And, yeah, uh, BYU got the upset there. So, obviously, beatable team uh, shows you that they're a beatable team and everything. But uh, Wisconsin is still Wisconsin. Um, Obviously, it probably does help things with playing them uh, at home in Ann Arbor rather than on the road. Uh, Chris has been a good coach. He certainly knows what he's doing. But they have leaned a lot on their running game, which, I mean, if if you've been paying it – close attention to anything at all. Taylor, their star running back, which it seems like Wisconsin always has one. Um, He actually played last week, and he had 249 yards in a single game on 25 carries, which is the same amount of carries that uh, Hayton had last week, but he had 103, 107, something like that. 
And so that's an interesting comparison right there uh, with the running games and everything. But, yeah, Wisconsin putting up uh, decent, um, yeah, decent amount of points. Uh, 30 points, 45 points, 21 was their low, uh, 28 points and 41. So they they know how to score, and they've been uh, their defense has been doing pretty well, but not as good as uh, Michigan's. Let's look at some of the numbers here. We'll go ahead and do a little bit of comparison. Uh, Wisconsin uh, scoring an average of 30, uh, a little bit over 33 points a game. They're passing, wait, where is it? They definitely heavily favor their rushing game. Uh, they have not broken 1,000 passing yards yet this season, but they have over 1,400 rushing yards. Um, so, of course, some of that probably comes into maybe some garbage time and everything, but you can see that they are favoring their um rushing attempts uh, as there have been 233 uh, handoffs and compared to their 118 pass attempts. Let's look at that compared to uh, Michigan then. Michigan coming in scoring an average over uh, just over 38 points a game. Their passing yards on the season, uh, Michigan coming in as more of the a uh, little bit more even. Uh, just over 1,300 yards passing and just under 1,200 yards rushing. So pr pretty even there. Uh, just a little bit over 100 yards difference. Uh, so pretty even attack there. Kind of nice to see. Nice to see that doesn't have to heavily weigh on either as they're going to be going against uh, Wisconsin and everything. Uh, for the... Rushing defense, Michigan comes in ranked sixth. So top 10 uh, rushing defense there. And kind of a little bit surprising for Wisconsin because Wisconsin usually boasts a pretty good defense. Wisconsin comes in at 43rd for uh, rushing defense. So they certainly, uh, Wisconsin certainly has not faced off against a rushing defense like Michigan. I'm trying to see who they've played and how high they're ranked in uh, rush defense. I don't know if anybody's even really close. They've played West. I'm not really seeing anyone ranked higher than them. Maryland's uh, currently ranked at 22nd. So their uh, rush defense is ranked higher than Wisconsin currently. But, yeah, I don't see anyone on this list here that – oh, nope, I apologize. Iowa. Wisconsin faced off against Iowa, and I was actually a fifth. Oh, overall for rush defense. And that was the game, I believe, that Wisconsin won 28-21. Oh, nope, 28-17. Sorry. So – that uh, definitely limited their scoring there. But, yep, so there's that information there for the rushing defense for both teams. And then if we want to compare the passing defenses, I uh, mentioned last week that after the Maryland, or last episode, that after the Maryland game, Michigan bumped up to the number one pass defense. And then you got to go way down to 54 to find Wisconsin. 
So quite a bit of a stretch there. Uh, the next closest defense that Wisconsin has faced against for pass defense would be Iowa at 30, I believe. Interesting. So take that into consideration for your thoughts there. Um, they have not, they certainly haven't faced anything close to the pass defense that Michigan has uh, coming into this weekend. But they have a little bit with the rush defense. Uh, of course, rushing is more of their expertise. So they were able to do a little bit more there, handle a little bit more, and have more productivity for their rush game. So well, interesting stuff to compare there. And then if we want to look at the offenses as a whole, uh, Michigan comes in ranked 29th uh, overall offense. And Wisconsin is at 45th. So take that for what you want. Most of that is based off of how much, how many points they score. So I think the defensive stats speak a little bit more for themselves. So, But, uh, yeah, so it's no secret. Wisconsin, a lot with the running game, a lot with Taylor. Uh, they still do have Hornibrook, which is – I don't know. For me, it just seems like he's been there forever. Uh, Hornybrook can be dangerous, but it seems that he can sometimes do more damage than good. Uh, he might not turn it over a million times, but he won't be always the most effective. So... Uh, Wisconsin is known for the big men up front on the line, offense and defense. So uh, the more disruption they can cause, uh, the Michigan defense can cause, the better. Uh, I honestly believe that Michigan is going to come out, I mean, kind of plain and simple, shut down the run and force Wisconsin to try to win the game by passing. Um, because if you can shut down the run, then you're going to be in a pretty good place. Um, oh man, I just had the open. I should have kept it up, but I was kind of curious on how many yards Taylor got in their loss, but yeah, they, um, they have their own struggles with penalties as well. A little bit. Wisconsin does. Um, hopefully Michigan can win that, uh, kind of battle there and especially the turnover battle. So, um, but uh, Michigan has been doing pretty well with the turnovers. Uh, I know that there was the turnover last game and everything, but that was that was more of a fluke one, you know, one of those tip passes and everything. And it just there was there was a defender, an extra defender there, ready to snatch that up, and so that's how that turned around. So this will be. I anticipate that's going to be more of a dogfight. Um. Uh, more of the ground and pound slow. I don't think it's gonna be what was the what was the score of it when the last time that Michigan Wisconsin played. I feel like it was like seventeen to fourteen or something like that. Uh, see if I can find it here. But. Nope, doesn't really say. 
serious? This thing kind of bugged me. Da -da 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 -da. Oh. I think this will tell me. This should tell me what I'm looking for. Uh, Michigan leads all time, 50 wins to Wisconsin, 15. There was one tie. Where was the last game? Or the 14 to 7. I'm sorry, that's what it was. I knew there was a 7 in there somewhere. But yeah, back in 2016. So they played last year. Uh, and they played in Madison, which we all remember what happened there. Peters got hurt. Things did not go very well. Wended 24-10. Um, but, yeah, so in 2016, it was 14-7. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be quite that much of a kind of dogfight kind of thing. But I do think that it's going to be a lower swearing game for Michigan. Um, but who knows? Maybe they'll blow wide open and it could be another awesome game for Michigan. I'm always okay. I'm always okay with them proving me wrong. Okay, I I ain't got no problem with that. I'm a little slow with this, but I gotta remember I have this. But that ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. So, yeah. Um. The offensive line will have their biggest test yet, I do believe. Uh, well, okay, I take that back. Uh, Notre Dame's been doing uh, very good. Since the offensive line has been gelling and getting better and everything since the first game of the season, this is now they're going to be their second um, biggest test up to this point. And I think it's going to be good for them. Uh, we need to see really how well things have been going. I do think that uh, the quote-unquote hype is real. I do think that Michigan is doing well. I'm not here to say, yeah, as of this point, you know, oh, my gosh, playoff team and all this other stuff. But I do believe that they are as good as they have looked at times. Um, they just really need to come out and to be able to do it for all four quarters. They can't, like, have a slow start. I think Wisconsin is still a team that even if things slow uh, start a little slow, that they might be able to be okay and uh, fight through it and everything. This is not going to be like Northwestern uh, if they have that rough of a start. But uh, but yeah, I don't. But I would love to see them come out, establish themselves, get the lead, take the lead, taking control, take control. Not necessarily saying that they ha they have to blow it out. I w I would love a blowout win. Um, but you know, the convincing slash dominating style of football, take control of it. And, you know, this is our house. We're playing our game and show them and everybody else that you are, that the Michigan team is better than that. That's, that's why I would like to see. So, and also it's a night game, which can be a little bit weird for Michigan. So primetime night game. College game day, all that fun stuff. Um, like to see them just 
shake, uh, shake it off, shrug it off, not worry about it, go in there, play their game, and uh, light them up. So I uh, Wisconsin is looking as the favorite for the West, and just because they're the favorite for the West does not mean that they're you know, the biggest juggernaut, unstoppable, or anything like that. Uh, as we've had our conversations before, the West is the West. Um, and, and they're usually good, and they are good. And uh, I know the BYU game looks a little unusual, but uh, Chris has his guys uh, ready to play and all that. And, you know, when, when they're all firing on all cylinders, they're a very dangerous team. I mean, Hornybrook, when he is on, he's on. When Taylor is running his best, he is tough to stop. So Michigan needs to play their game as well and take control of this and uh, essentially shove them around. So um, I do believe that. So kind of a question is, you know, how how is Michigan going to approach this game? Uh, Defensively, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. But offensively, do we think that is going to be more of an air game, a pass game, or will there be more of the ground game? Uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't have it here. Uh, as we said, it was. It's been pretty even so far. Michigan with their play calling. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, and then uh, Wisconsin, 43rd in rush defense and 54 for pass defense. Uh, so not a huge separation there. I kind of feel like we're going to have more success passing the ball than running the ball. Um, I know Kron has been doing well and everything, and I do think that he'll have a good game against them. I'm, I don't know if Evans will be back. Yeah, I have not heard anything with that for sure. Um, but he could provide some speed. True Wilson has been doing uh, well in his stead. But I think that Michigan will have more success picking Wisconsin apart in the passing game uh, with Shea's ability to uh, keep the play alive, move in and out of the pocket as he so sees. And uh, things of that nature. So I do expect that we'll probably see more passing um, passing yards from Michigan uh, Saturday night. I'll, I'll put it down for that, that there's going to be more, more passing for uh, Shea Patterson and the offense. Uh, the tight ends have totally been stepping up. Uh, it was good to see McCune. kind of recover from his rough game against Northwestern. Uh, He kind of had a few key key drops, key mistakes there and everything, Uh, but he came back and did pretty well against Maryland. Uh, I mean, quite quite a few great options. Uh, We talk about them all every week, Donovan Naples-Jones, Gentry, McCune, why all of a sudden am I blanking? Perry, uh, Bell is out there now running around. Eubanks, um, just to name some of them and everything. 
and people were talking as though Tariq Black might be back at the earliest of Wisconsin. It does not look to be the case. Uh, potential to be back for the Michigan State game. Uh, I've not heard anything for sure about that, but we'll see with things moving forward. I believe that Rashawn Gary is expected to play, even though he sat out last week. Last week, I think that was kind of just like a, giving him time to recover and everything. Uh, defense still played well in his stead, and I think that they will come out and do well this weekend. Uh, it's it's going to be. I don't really want to say it's going to come down to the first quarter, but it there. I think the first quarter is going to be a very important one. Everybody talks about the uh, the uh, third quarter coming out of halftime and everything, and yes, that will be big too. But Michigan needs to get past that point of the first quarter heebie-jeebies, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the issues that they've run into, uh, the slow starts and things like that. Not saying that they have to come out on fire, but they. I feel the best way to put it is they just basically need to come out and they need to play better than Wisconsin. Like, they need to score more points than Wisconsin. They need to perform better on defense than Wisconsin. They need to be able to stop the rushing game of Wisconsin. They need to be productive on offense and things like that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like a 17-0 first quarter score. But just the first quarter needs to be Michigan's. Michigan needs to um, own the first quarter. Let's put it that way. I like it. Do that. So, um, this is the beginning of the gauntlet for Michigan with uh, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, uh, the with uh, Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Penn State game all coming around this time. They've got a couple other games in there before uh, finishing off with Ohio State. But yeah, this is uh, this is where we start. You know, really seeing what progress has been made. I think we're going to be seeing more of the offensive playbook uh, open up and everything as some people have been, uh, as some players have already been uh, pointing out that, you know, they haven't played their full playbook, which is kind of like, okay, great. Well, you've had some problems executing the things you already do know. Who cares if you have more plays, if you don't know how to execute them well, I think that they will. I think that they'll be okay. I mean, it's a bit of a bummer because uh, there is a little bit of a little, maybe a little bit of worry, a little bit of concern with that because they have had some of their plays, but they haven't executed them well. Uh, there was the I don't even know technically what's called. It was kind of like a slip screen. They were they were setting out, I think, kind of for a bubble screen or maybe uh, just a regular screen. Uh, it was at the top of the. St- the screen if you were watching on tv when they were moving right to left and then gentry um instead of blocking slipped through and then he was behind the defense and uh shea missed him on a wide open pass that possibly could have been maybe a touchdown uh if he uh caught him in stride and everything um but you know missed opportunity and it's just kind of like okay well it forces you to think a little bit like if you have all these other plays, great, but you have to be able to execute them. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll do all right. I think that they'll be able to execute them, not necessarily saying perfectly and flawlessly, 
but I am kind of excited to uh, see what's going to happen because there's a decent chance that with this game, this opponent, this uh, nighttime kickoff, that we'll be seeing some more of that and uh, things of that nature. An interesting thing I will point out, I don't think it'd be this game. I don't know if we're going to see it this year, but I haven't heard anyone really talk about it, but we haven't seen the train formation. Um, I... I really kind of don't think it'd be this game, um, but I'm kind of wondering. I, I'm kind of wondering if it's been kind of—I uh, don't know—if completely done away with, or just kind of like, ah, we're not going to worry about that. Right? We're we're not doing anything with that. So, but who knows? We'll we'll have to wait and see. I guess with that. So, um, let me see. I can get some information here for you. Uh, Hornybrook right now is uh, coming in at 64% completion for his passes. Um, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. He's taken eight sacks. He actually has a better completion percentage on the road, interestingly enough. So, uh, then let's look at Taylor to get a few more details on him here. Um, he has a total of 849 yards on the season, average of 6.7. He's got eight touchdowns on the season here. So as you can see with that, he's got eight rushing and then Hornerbrook only has seven passing. So that speaks about the emphasis on, emphasis on the rushing attack. Uh, in their loss to BYU, he was held to 117 yards. He only had to 113 yards rushing against Iowa. So uh, both games, he was averaging four and a half yards per carry. That's that's what you're going to have to see. You're going to have to see keeping him low. They ha they have Michigan needs to keep Taylor under 150 yards. I will say that much. As for Hornybrook, uh, per game. Uh, he had against BYU had 190. He had 148 against New Mexico. He actually only had 163 versus Nebraska. Uh, his best passing percentage was against Iowa and against New Mexico. So interestingly enough, I, I don't think he played the whole game. Um, the whole game. I think because of uh, how well they were doing against Nebraska, he didn't play the whole game last week. Um. Oh, well, I guess it's possible. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Uh, get a chance to watch that one, but he did do twenty-four attempts, which is, you know, a pretty decent amount. Um. Yeah. So he had one hundred sixty-three yards. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they could keep. Uh, if the Michigan defense can keep Wisconsin. Uh, for their total yards down below 
what would I say, uh, below 300. Let's see. I don't know if I have an average per game. But, yeah, because 100, if they can keep uh, Taylor under 150 yards and then if they could keep uh, Hornybrook under 150 yards passing, under 300 total yards, I could see that as possible and I could see that as a good uh, position for Michigan to be in. I don't think it's going to be as huge of a defensive battle as the 2016 game was. Um I feel like this is going to um, – I, I keep kind of going back to 2016 because I don't feel like you can compare this last year because Michigan is quite drastically a different team than last year. Um, and I feel like the matchup between Wisconsin and 2016 was more comparable to things now than last year was. But that's just me. That's just me. So uh, I'm not going to really go into locker dump it. We're going to kind of take a break because obviously Craig isn't even here for that. I could have asked him, but like I said, it was a little bit last minute that we talked with him that he was officially down and out for the count. So not going to uh, do locker or dump it. Um, I'll go ahead and just like pitch my lot game of the week. I'm not going to count it for points or anything. Um, I may try to get Craig's uh, prediction for the game, and maybe we'll do the cover and the over for points. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe we'll take a break uh, for points this week, considering uh, Craig is under the weather. But, uh, yeah, let's look real quick. I'm going to look at the schedule for this week, and I'll pick a game uh, for the to do the lock against the spread. Kick the music off. All right, so your other games for this weekend in the Big Ten. Uh, starting things off at noon. Wow, actually four four Big Ten games at noon. You've got Iowa going on the road to Indiana, where I was the five-and-a-half-point favorite. Rutgers is going on the road to Maryland, where Maryland is favored by 25-and-a-half points. Nebraska going on the road to Northwestern uh, is just the four-point underdog then, so Northwestern is favored by four. Minnesota is going to Ohio State, and Ohio State is favored by 29.5. Michigan State is going to Penn State, where Penn State is a 13.5-point favorite. Purdue is going on the road to Illinois, where they are the visiting 10.5-point favorite. So those are your other Big Ten games. Uh, if I had to lock one in, I would probably... Man. Ooh, man. Indiana, you're kind of scaring me a little bit. Indiana, Indiana. Um... They know something about Nebraska Northwestern that I don't know about. And it's just a lot. I really want to take Maryland Rutgers, but that 25 and a half points for Maryland, I feel like that's quite a bet. I, I'm stuck between locking in Maryland covering against Rutgers or Northwestern covering against Nebraska. 
those I think would be the two best ones. I would probably let Craig pick first, and then I I would pick the one after that. <laughs> uh, let's go Maryland over Rutgers. Twenty-five and a half. There you go. That's it. Maryland over Rutgers. All right. So, but now the real deal, the real big thing, the big, the real big deal. What uh, what it's all about? Is this the right? Yeah, there we go. There it is. That's the music each week. That's what you want to hear. All right, we're talking about number twelve Michigan hosting number fifteen Wisconsin here. College game day coming to town. We don't mess around. All right, uh, the over under is forty nine, and Michigan is the eight and a half point favorite right now. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. Like I said, I think it's going to be kind of a battle. Uh, rel- uh, relatively low scoring, kind of sort of, you know, not, not, not a ton of points here. Um, I think that Michigan will be able to contain Taylor. I'm torn between two scores here. I, I think that Michigan is going to be able to pull this off. I'm, I'm, I feel good about them. I feel good about how their defense is doing. I think Sean Gary is going to be back to be able to help with some of this. Uh, Shea Patterson has been doing well. A, a lot of things improving, especially since week one. But great improvement. Um, uh, also, not to mention that Michigan was more dominant in their play against Nebraska. I mean, take that for what you want. For what it's worth, uh, both team, both Wisconsin and Michigan hosted uh, Nebraska, and Michigan was fifty-six to ten. And when Nebraska played, it was thirty-eight to seventeen. Nah, take it for what it's worth. I think I'm gonna go ahead. I, I'm going with Michigan scoring twenty-seven points, and Wisconsin. Oh. I'm going to go with Wisconsin scoring 13. Dang it. I'm stuck. I was stuck between 13 and 17. I'm going to do 27. Crap. Now now I'm stuck between 27 and 13 and doing 31 17. No, 27 13. I'll stick with it. That's it. The end. Final. Done. Cut. No more. All right. There we go. 27 to 13, Michigan. That's what I got here. I I would love, uh, I'm totally good with uh, Michigan proving me wrong. I'm I'm all good with that. And, uh, I've, if they want to score more points, uh, by all means, go for it. But just win the game. <laughs> just win the game, then, is my only request. So, yeah, I feel good about it. Uh, Going to be down there. Uh, should be fun to watch. Uh, would actually be my first uh, night game I'll be attending. So, 
I hope that you guys have a good week. I thank you guys for bearing. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for bearing through the technical difficulties. Uh, sound should be great now. Uh, but then second of all, thank you guys for um, sticking around while Craig is under the weather. Uh, I know it's me that you guys come to listen to, but, you know, Craig is a part of the show, too. So uh, if you see Craig on Twitter, um, say hey, tell him to get feeling better. Hope that he can be back then because we'll be recording. Hopefully we'll be back on a regular schedule then of Sunday night, recording Sunday night and Wednesday night next week. We shall see. We shall see. So, but, yes, thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you all have a good rest of the week here as we're coming towards the end tomorrow being Thursday and then Friday and Saturday will be here before you know it. But then there will be the long wait for the 7.30 p.m. Eastern game for Michigan. But until then, go blue.